Empire. beaten the throw which goes into right field I tell you that brick wall that's angled back there has come into play several times during this series now is Trey Turner going to be called out for running in the baseline or out of the baseline it's amazing how much this gets called and here goes Davey again with one of these and he's just been thrown out of the game because he stepped onto the field of play and showed the umpire what actually happened. And he's taken, he's going to go Lloyd McClendon and take first base out of the ground. Hey, Pat, how's it going? Long time no, no speak. Yeah, it's good to, good to finally be back to talk about our wonderful nationals. Fresh, <laughs> off, another, fresh off another loss to the, in the friendly confines in Chicago. Yeah, talk about friendly confines. Um, what do you th- what do you think about Wednesday night uh, Davy getting ejected? I think it, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was awesome too. I, I actually tweeted from the Halo District account like I'm pretty critical of Davy. Uh, I've been critical of Davy going back to 2018 when we missed the playoffs with probably the best lineup the Nationals have ever had. Um, but I do understand why players love him. He's very consistent, and then he blew up. Uh, yeah, that's last night. Um, I wish I was hoping he'd go full Lloyd McClellan and pick up the bag and take it with him back into the dugout. Um, but I thought it was great. I, and my favorite part was the, like when he's trying to rip up the bag, he clearly, that clearly wasn't planned because it doesn't come up very easily and he struggled. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's also like that rule Turner's been burned on that rule a few times. And I just like, I don't get it because he's doing nothing wrong and he's being penalized for a shitty throw. So like, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Um, the team needs a spark, and you know, hopefully, the team says, "Okay, Davey's here for us." But I thought it was great. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I actually uh, reached out to the Cubs um, Authentics to see if I could purchase that base because I think it'd be like just an awesome piece of memorabilia. And then also, I need a base for my house. Um, I you know right. for my for my collection. So I thought it'd be a nice thing to have i haven't received a a, a callback so hopefully soon uh i can add that to my collection i mean i think that it kind of like shows a little shades of uh 2019 i think we're getting i know that we're two years past it you know may around this time is you know the infamous 13 you know uh, 19 and 31 turnaround you know davy goes a little crazy back in new york city um around the same time in 2019 do you feel like that this is this is it? Like, do you think that this is the spark that, you know, catapult them to the World Series? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think this team is very good. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the, 2000, the 2019 team, you know, had a lot of pieces this team doesn't have. I mean, we brought Howie off the bench. We had Rendon. Um, as much as 
this is going to drive a lot of people crazy. Like Adam Eaton was pretty good. Um, and he was a very good top of the lineup hitter because he works counts. He was able to get on base. He's, he's able to do something that apparently the 2021 nationals don't know how to do, which is move runners 90 feet. Um, you know, I just don't think this team has, it. I mean, we're, we're relying on Andrew Stevenson right now to be like the fourth outfielder. Robles could be banged up for a while. We're playing Castro at third. Um, so I just, the only way I can see this team turning it around is like with the pending return of Strasburg, he just goes, you know, full on stud mode. Scherzer continues to do what he, I mean, Scherzer's just been great all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Corbin has seemingly figured it out. So the only way I could see us working out is like those three guys basically win 70% of the remaining starts, which by the way is a ton. And then I think the rest of the East just needs to continue to beat itself up. But to answer your question directly, no, I, I just don't think we're a very good team. We don't do any of the little things. We, you know, we don't have the power to make up for, I mean, who was it? Uh, Josh Harrison let off the sixth inning with a double mm-hmm. pitch hitting. Yeah. And he just stayed there. And it was, it was a very typical match inning. He, I don't even know if they even, Stevenson struck out, Turner flew out, and then I forget what Soto did, but like he just stood there. You like, I don't know if I want to blame the learners. I don't know if I want to blame Rizzo. Um, I personally, like, I know you're, you're, you know, very critical of Davey. I don't think that it's his, not his fault necessarily. Like this is his, the team that like Rizzo and the, you know, the, the ownership kind of like. Rizzo deserves blame. I, I, I think, I think when it really comes down to it, I think it really does, you know, come down to Rizzo. Like what, like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm a staunch Rizzo defender. I always okay. have been. Um, and I still and I still am. But that doesn't mean he's clear of blame. Um, this team, he was really banking on bounce back years from Ballard Schwarber. The problem is, if you actually look, and Rizzo's been known as a back of a baseball card guy. So, like, if you play for five years, he expects those averages to eventually come forward. The problem is, when you look at Bell, Bell in 2019 in April and May was – I mean, he was the MVP of the league. He was amazing. He was hitting like mm-hmm. 350 with an OPS way over 1,000. I mean, it was like, do you remember a few years ago when the Ryan Zimmerman kind of had his like renaissance and he just went game busters in April? Yeah. That Bell had the same thing, except it was a two-month stint. Since June of 2019, Bell has been awful. I mean, he was bad second half of that year. He was terrible last year. And I know he had a home run today, and he seems like he's hitting, and I – my favorite thing is everyone's like, well, look at his advanced stats. I don't give a shit about his advanced stats. He's hitting 170 and he's hitting a three hole. That can't happen. Um, so I'm getting fired up about this. I've been waiting no. to talk to you about the Nats and I'm like, now I'm frustrated by it. Um, <laughs> you know, the he deserves blame. I think the the blame for Rizzo though is actually deeper than the the roster. Huh. Explain. Um, the Nationals just haven't really been able to develop really good deep talent. Mm. And we've been spoiled. I mean, look, we've had Strasburg, then we had Harper, then we had Rendon, and now we have Soto. But we didn't really have to develop any of those players. Those were generational players. I mean, Strasburg, Harper, number one overall picks. Rendon, I think, was sixth overall, but he was also the college baseball player of the year at Rice. 
And then Soto is speaking of generational, like he's Ted Williams reincarnated. Uh-huh. Um, and what uh, what I think has happened is, is you look at our farm system and we just, we, we have some intriguing arms down there for sure. I mean, Rutledge is intriguing. Cavelli's looking great. Uh, I love Cole Henry. Um, and, you know, Cronin's looking like could be a big bullpen arm. But no, other than that, like, name a player we've really developed. I mean, Stevenson's the closest thing. Robles hasn't been what we thought he was going to be. Um, look at Keeboom. Keeboom wrecked this whole season, and I'm not blaming him for it. But Rizzo put so much trust in that that we never made a move for someone like Bryant, and now we are pigeonholed with Starling Castro playing third. So I think it's actually deeper. Um, Rizzo's always had to play a game with the learners of how to work money. Learners spend, but they spend, you know, in a manner that's different than I would say most owners. Uh-huh. And Rizzo's tried to build this around pitching. And what's happened is like, for whatever reason, we just haven't really developed a very good farm system. And granted, we've had to trade a lot of those players away to win. Like Giolito is a great example of that. People freak out about that trade, but like it netted us a World Series. So deal with it. But look at look at uh, Fredericksburg right now. They're what, 0 and 14. Uh-huh. Uh, we just don't have a deep team. And I mean that from top down. And I think that's Rizzo's problem. I think that's a good observation. I mean, I think one of the biggest mistakes Rizzo did this offseason was not going out and getting a more proven third baseman. I mean, I, I don't understand, like, I get it. Like you want, you know, you let Rendon walk, you know, 2020 was kind of like a weird year with like the COVID, you know, 60 game thing. So fine. And then like, you know, you come out and you said, you put all this trust in like, you know, Carter Keyboom, which if you look at his 2020 season, I mean, he got, he was sent back down to the, you know, to the minors, even during that, during like that season. So like, that should have given like a big indication of like, okay, this, this kid isn't the solution. Let's go find the solution of, you know, I'm not saying Chris Bryant was the answer. I'm not saying like, an, um, you know, Norlin Arenado was the answer. I think that there were other quality third basemen that you could have, you know, kind of like steal stole away on a one-year basis just to, you know, tr- you know, do that transition. I personally hope that Rizzo goes after Chris Bryant in the offseason and, um, you know, really makes that splash and really kind of like elevates the team. Yeah, we need someone to hit behind Soto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a whole other, that, that's probably a whole podcast itself. <laughs> that's like a whole like three podcasts. I was, I was kind of semi hopeful we'd go after Kyle Seeger uh-huh. in Seattle, well, actually where I am right now. I know he's got a funky contract that, um, I don't know the ins and outs of it. So like, you know, if you're listening to this, go look up the contract. There's something about it that scared a lot of teams away, mm-hmm. but he's the kind of player that like, I would love to have. He's like a 240 hitter, but he's got pop, uh, plays a great third base. Keyboom is an interesting dilemma because he was, you know, for all intents and purposes, a top prospect for his whole minor league career and his minor league numbers. Are great. Mm-hmm. Clue hit. Yeah. But his bat speed clearly is not MLB. I'm not even going to say ready. I don't think it's MLB. Like, I don't think he's an MLB player. Um, one of my favorite all-time stats is Keeboom last year had 
went a hundred, his first hundred at bats, he didn't have a single extra base hit. Like, how is that even po- like, how is that possible? I've, you'd think he'd luck into one where he'd like squib a ball on a shift or something and hit a double, you know, like uh-huh. he literally, and then he, he actually, I remember, I remember tweeted, I tweeted about every single bat from like 84 off being like, 85th of bat, Kibu, still no extra baits, all the way up. And he hit a double at his 101st at bat. And I thought it was one of the funnier things. <laughs> but so he has three extra base hits and 160 um, at bats. Like, I just don't see it. And I, that's enough sample size for me to, to question whether or not he's an MLP level player. And I, I, to your point, like, Rizzo's faith in him kind of wrecked this season. Do you think that there's going to be a big sell-off in the come trade deadline? You know, you asked me this question last time we spoke, and I said no. <laughs> uh, you may want to re-ask me this question uh, in a couple months. Right now, I think there might be. Um, I just, again, I keep coming back to the Harper trade that fell through. Will the learners let him deal Scherzer? Huh. Uh, I just don't see it. Uh, He's just too important to the team, the city. Uh, the learners love him. Rizzo's on Rizzo's on record saying there will be a conversation before we do anything about him staying here long term. I think it's a huge mistake if we give him another big contract and not turn her a contract. I think that's just stupid business. Uh-huh. Um, but I do. I I'm starting to think there will be a. Uh, I mean, we're four and a half games out right now, which is a miracle in itself. Um, be pretty sweet to trade Josh Bell. I don't care if we're in it; just trade him. Just get him <laughs> off the damn books. <laughs> I, I saw a lot of people tweeting about that today. I was like, "Oh, he sucks." He just—he was just named the ambassador of the, you know, yeah. the the, the academy. book club or yeah. the academy. Yeah, he's yeah. The book club of the academy. Yeah. So I don't care what I don't care if he's an ambassador. He's not an ambassador on the field. That's all I care about. Um. So. Was, do you think there were any highlights from this past Club Cup series? I have, like, maybe two. So you can go first of, like, if you think there's uh, I mean, so does home run was sweet. He hit that ball to the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highlight for me is actually going to be my down for the week, which sucks. But, like, I had been very critical of Victor Robles. But he was raking. The whole, the whole road trip. He had like doubled more, and he may have even tripled his total extra base hits. Um, and he was squaring some balls up, even his outs were loud. Uh, and then to see him tweak his ankle sucked. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'll put Vic as a highlight. Like, I mean, he was, he, I mean, he's one of the best defensive center fielders. We know that. But if he starts hitting the ball like that, that's a guy, that's a guy we can mess with. So my highlights aren't necessarily. Oh, Davey, of course. <laughs> My highlights aren't necessarily um, on the field, like plays and stuff. It's more the kind of like the emotion of, you know, Kyle Schwarber getting that standing ovation when he first, you know, for his first to bat back, um, you know, strikes out. And then, you know, Chris Bryan leaves that Twix in the outfield for him. And then he mm-hmm. goes to hit a home run uh, the next inning. So, I, I mean, I think that's kind of like a cool, you know, and a feel good story in a very lackluster um, series. I also loved, um, I loved how John Lester got a standing ovation. Flag. Um, sorry, what? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you also got that flag and they signed a bunch of seats. Yeah, I think I mean, and um, what you call it? And then in his press during his press conference, I don't know if you ever you have a transcript. He's like, I didn't really want to tip my hat because like now I'm a national and you know, but you know, I really appreciate it. I just I guess I'm the sucker for like the human part of baseball. Like I love that type of stuff for the stories. Like even when like you know, Jordan Zimmerman came back for the first time when he, you know, when he was in the Detroit Tigers, like just like those type of stories. Like I just love, I get chills down my back. I had to watch like some of those videos a couple of times to just be like, you know, this is like, it's just not just about like the numbers. It's like these really, they're like real people and like real, there's real emotion to this, you know, going, being part of your team for a really long time. Um, and, you know, I just, it kind of brings me back to like how, um, for when Bryce Harper first came back, how, how many people were so, were like very, um, anti Bryce Harper. And I, I definitely, am, I was, and I still am. Um, but I kind of wish that he came back and we kind of gave him that, you know, that nice round of applause. Like, I feel like when Rendon comes back, people are going to go crazy for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like those those stories are just like amazing for me. Buster's unique. He's beloved in Boston and he's loved in Chicago. Uh, I mean, he might as well be in the baseball of fame just for being loved by the two most fanatic fan bases. Uh, you could throw New York mm-hmm. in there too. Wester's uh, awesome. I've, I've loved Lester since he was pitching in Pawtucket. Um, you know, he was a great Red Sox. He basically carried them to the playoffs one year and then obviously won. Oh seven, it was on that team. I mm-hmm. think he won two rings. I think he won two rings with the Sox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously he was the big ticket item, and uh, he was traded to Oakland with the idea that he was going to come back. Uh, but then obviously Theo was was then in Chicago and he threw the money at him. And then he won one. He was on that team that won. He was mm-hmm. essentially the ace of the team that won it there. So he's won three rings, and you know the biggest baseball cities in the U.S. And then he goes and says, you know what? My tabs open at these four bars, put Miller lights on me, and he ends up putting forty thousand dollars on Cubs fans. Like, of course he's bull up. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love him, and I didn't even pay for, like, didn't even get one of those beers. <laughs> um, you know, he's. I think he's just a great cold house guy. He he actually reminds me a lot of Max because he's kind of a lunatic on the mound. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not want to piss him off. Um, so I can see it as a highlight. I, I also saw the quote where he was like, you know, I didn't want to tip my cap. Uh, he was like, I also pitched like shit or whatever he said. Um, but I'm glad we didn't do anything for Harper. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm glad we didn't do anything for I Let's get I, that guy out of here. <laughs> I, I don't know if I ever tell you this, Pat, but I, so the whole entire 2019 season, whenever the Nats would play, the Phillies and I, and I, and I, I like to score, use the scorecard. I would li- literally not even write his name in the lineup. Like I would skip his name in the lineup. Cause I just couldn't like, he just, he's just a nose name. Okay. That's yeah. a whole nother. I am curious to see what we do with Rendon once he returns, whenever that is. Uh, Cause he has a hit, you know, hit or miss relationship with the, with the fan base. Uh, I generally think he'll be well-received. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was the ambassador of uh, Nets Academy. Uh, he wanted, he basically put us on his back and said, "I got this for the World Series." Yeah. So, um, 
but you know, fans are all in their feelings about him not posting like goodbye to us or, you know, anything like that. I don't care. He's, he's such an interesting dude. He is out there. He does not care about baseball at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing he cared about was making sure he didn't have any deferrals. So he had his money and then he can retire on time. Well, you know, I, I think that just like his attitude of like, I don't care. And like, he's just not, he wasn't active on social media. So like, you know, if you're not active on social media, it doesn't make sense to like, you know, put something on there when you're not doing it. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's just talk quickly about today's game. Um, the Nats eventually lost. Um, an interesting stat that was pointed out on Twitter um, had tit Mark Zuckerman of the of Masson. Um, he put this out saying uh, Nats put eight runners on base in six innings, but only two were to score Bell and Schwarber on their back-to-back home runs in the top of the first. What What is going on with this lineup? I, I honestly think that it's anemic. I, I don't know like what, what there's like some other words I could probably use, but I probably get beat out. I should beat myself out. Like I, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like these are professional baseball hitters. They should be raking the ball all the, not all the time, but a majority let's get some hits going. Yeah. The ironic part is we like her second or third in the league in batting average. Um, it's just, it's situational things with this team. Um, it's bad baseball for the lack of a better term. Uh, you know, I already referenced the, the leadoff double from Harrison and then uh, Stevenson strikes out, you know, Turner flies out. And I think, I think Soto, I forget what he did, but he didn't do anything. You go back to yesterday, we won the game 4-3, but we're up 4-2 in the eighth, first and third, one out. It's Soto steals, gets thrown out. Next thing you know, pop fly, inning over, no run. It's little things like that that drive me nuts as a fan because I watch the game and I'm like, first off, Soto probably ran on his own. That's awful situational base running, especially considering Robles has done it like twice this year and has both times been like, yeah, my bad after the game. So this team runs into outs constantly. It's coaching. This is why I get pissed at Davey. Mm. Um, That's just like your team needs to know that. Your team needs to be smart enough to know, okay, I can't run. The only person that should have a green light there is Turner, and I don't think Turner would run. Um, and I'm like jumping on the table for Turner to run more. I agree. Um, uh, and then it's things like, you know, I don't like, this is why Adam Eaton was great. Adam Eaton was a good situational hitter. He would pull the ball with a guy in second and move him to third. He would bunt him over. Like, I hate bunting. It's a waste of an out. I'm definitely one of those analytic guys. It's like, fucking, don't waste the out. But sometimes you have to do it. Sometimes it's like, it's, it's like chess, you know, you sacrifice a pawn for greater good of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if Stevenson, who's a very good bunter moves him to third, Trey Turner's fly to center field scores that run. We're, you know, we're with, within one. Um, this has been a problem though, going back to even like dust these days, we just like, don't, we don't, we don't move runners. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I know the modern day game, you know, you try to, you know, basically get a bloop and a blast. That's kind of a, name of the game but when your offense sucks and you have jordy mercer playing second base you got to figure out ways to manufacture runs mm-hmm. um especially when your number three hitter his on base percentage is what 220 um like this this ah, this team's so poorly built uh <laughs> um 
Yeah, it's the, the offense is anemic. We are, I think, 29th in the league in, in runs per game at like 3.74 or something like that. Uh, we scored two to two today. Um, the game on Monday, we left 11 people on base. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a combination of things. I, I wish I had an answer, but I think the answer is simply like this team just isn't very good. It's going to be a long summer. I just, I just feel it's going to be a long, painful summer. Um, the only professional hitter that I can think of on our team, I'm at Zimmerman's somewhat professional hitter, but he guesses sometimes, and I'm a huge Zim. I know you love Zim, like, you're uh, like but like he, but he guesses sometimes too. So like he's a good hitter. The only like guy on our team, I, when I go up there, I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing. Is Soto, and that's just pure ability. Mm-hmm. Turner which is also pure ability, but I don't think he's a great situational hitter either. The only hitter I get up there and I'm like, okay, something good's about to happen is freaking Harrison. Mm. Um, and he's been in the league for, you know, 10, 12 years. But, like, he's the kind of guy that'll go the other way to move a runner up. Well, like, you know, I think I'm kind of going back to our early part of the conversation about, you know, the difference between the 2019 team and kind of like this year's team at this point. I just, you know eventually they they just manufactured runs and it was fun to watch and it was like really exciting this team like i like i i watched the games but i i barely make them through they're just they're just there's no energy like you know what i mean like i don't i don't accept if that's yeah but but you know what i mean like there's just nothing there to like you know get energized about and i think that's really hard especially, you know, in a long season, you know what I mean? You well, have to- I mean, look at our, look at our lineup today. Once you got to, I mean, I'll even say Castro, because I don't think Castro's that good either. You get to number five and you go Castro, Avila, Mercer, Ross, Stevenson. I mean, that that's five automatic outs. Mm-hmm. That's more than half your lineup. Oh, my God. You're not going to score by hitting one single every inning great we have a 270 batting average who who cares mm-hmm. you got to be able to barrel some balls up hit them into the gap and get people going um and that's why i was happy about um uh, robles robles doubled his barrel percentage in the last two weeks it's up to 2.7 percent he's also going the other way 23 percent of the time now like he was locked in and now he's hurt and who knows how long he'll be out but he needs to go into the leadoff spot to lengthen this lineup a little bit because I can't, I can't watch Bell hitting third anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really interesting. There hasn't, we haven't played one game with our full lineup. Like if you really want to think about that, I mean, like, that's incredible. We're at May 20th. We haven't, you know, Strasburg is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get to him really quickly now, like about to, you know, come back, but we had that COVID issue. Robles is, you know, now like, what is like, I just, and then like this new, we have two new COVID uh, cases that were popping up uh, yesterday. Like, it just seems like this team is just like, just does not have any good luck this year. Like it just, it just, it just I don't know what he, I don't know if there's even a word to say it anymore, like a word that would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, it's a, it's a bad team. Like Josh Bell's a great example of this. Josh Bell hits the ball. Uh, hard as hell. He's in like the 95th percentile of the league in terms of exit velocity. I think I think his average exit velocity is like 94 percent or 94 miles an hour. I mean, he crushes the ball. His launch angle is 3.9 percent. Like 
the dude basically just hits the ball straight down. Uh, Kevin Long's supposed to be the king of launch angle. Mm-hmm. What what's going on here? It just Strasburg's not going to do anything. He's going back. He's going to have a couple good starts. Probably gets hurt. I'm like very negative right now. I need to I need to channel some positive energy here. Really? I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, we have Strasburg pitching tomorrow. We need to. We got. We got to win the Orioles series. You got Strasburg, then you got. Does Corbin go Saturday? No, Corbin's going Sunday. I think Lester. Uh, who goes Saturday? Saturday? So you go Strasburg, Lester, Corbin, against the Orioles, and Means is not pitching. So, ideally, we sweep, but like with this team, pray for two and three. <laughs> <laughs> So good, good segue to um, our next topic, um, the Orioles series. The Baltimore, um, they're coming to town, driving down the I-95 corridor. Do you think they take the BWI Parkway or do you think they go I-95? Uh, 95. Okay, I think so too. That's <laughs> um, what I would do. I, I mean, Actually, I that's a lie. I get on that Amtrak <laughs> right down to Union Station and there we go. Amtrak is good too. Maybe they take Amtrak. Um, who knows, right? Um, anyways, so BWI to DCA. Yeah, that, that's a great charter flight, right? Like ten seconds. Yeah, up and down, up and down. They 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 got a you know Angelos gives them the nice like helicopter ride. <laughs> anyway, um, so the, you know they're coming to town. They just got rocked ten to one by the Detroit Tigers. Um, is the, is a big storyline what Strasburg is going to be like his performance tomorrow night? I think it is a storyline. Uh, he's only made four starts since we gave him two hundred fifty million dollars. Uh, so he, you know, he needs to be on the he needs to be on the field. Uh, I mean, his first start was awesome against the Braves, and his second start obviously was when things went haywire. Uh, I think it's a big deal uh, because. I mean, he's he's in year two of seven. How long yeah. was his contract? I forget. Yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a big deal. It's against the Orioles. They owe us millions of dollars. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like if he can't pitch well against the Orioles, we're, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's a big deal. I, he's back. It's always good to have Strasburg back. It'll give a jolt to the team. Um, but like, you know, he's he's not a hitter. We need, we need like, can can he hit? Yes, he actually is a pretty good hitter. He's got a silver slug award. Let's 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 go straight up Shea Otani and put Strasburg a leadoff, and let's see what happens. Hey, that, that would didn't Strasburg has hit a home run, right? Like in yeah, Strasburg can rake. Yeah, maybe maybe we should get him up in the. In the order. A, I mean, he won the Silver Slugger Award for pitchers like three years ago. So maybe we should put him, him and Josh Bell should switch spots in the in the order and see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> Josh Bell's Josh Bell's been so bad that I want Zimmerman to play every day. That shouldn't happen. No, I agree. So what do you do with? But yes, I, I think Strasburg is a big deal tomorrow. To answer your question. I, I agree with you. I think uh, Strasburg, I mean, like I was kind of bummed. I'm going on Sunday. I was hoping that he would get pushed a little bit back for Sunday so I can, you know, see him. Um, I just love seeing him pitch. It's just awesome. I would say like, I love seeing him pitch more than I love Scherzer's pitch pitching. 
And um, I think that it's just, I think Strasburg has like developed into like this really mature pitcher, um, you know, doesn't get amped up anymore. You know, I mean, when he's healthy now, like I think the health is a big issue, um, but like Max Scherzer is just, he gets like his emotions gets sometimes I think too, 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 not too big, but like he gets this, like you get over. He gets amped up. He gets amped up. Yeah. He starts throwing, he starts throwing a little too hard. He loses location. Yeah. It happened in the playoffs. It happened in the playoffs multiple mm-hmm. times last year. Yeah. And, but I think that like Strasburg is like more of like that, which is crazy to even like say, because if a couple of years ago, he was like, you know, like a single would, you know, he would go off the rails and get really nervous. But now like he really has finessed into a mature pitcher where he is actually like, okay, there's a, you know, this is a single, let's go back here and let's get it. Let's get the next strike. Let's work on the next out. Um, you know, I think the big issue is his health. I mean, I think that's, I mean, I, I wish we could. Yeah. It's the health thing is funny with him. I was a pretty astonished defender of Strasburg, even when he was on and off with the DL, but like up until last year, he was one of the few pitchers that made at least 20 starts every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, like he had his DL stits for sure. But relatively speaking, he had been fairly healthy, um, you know, until his carpal tunnel syndrome thing came in and that was shoulders messed up. Uh, but he, he had a nice little stretch for a couple of years where it's like we could depend on Strasburg, relatively speaking, every mm-hmm. five days. You know, he's making 20, 25 starts. And then in 2019, I believe he led the league in innings pitched. Uh, and then obviously he had – the playoffs, which, you know, he went full on, like, I'm the fucking ace of this team. Excuse my language. Um, so he needs to come back and be healthy. I I actually like watching Strasburg, or, uh, Scherzer pitch more because I think he's a lunatic. <laughs> um, and I like watching him stomp around the mound. And, and, you know, when he gets locked into, it's just unbelievable. Strasburg, you're right, though, has definitely matured a ton. I think he's actually a good pitcher now, not just – um, not just a guy getting up there throwing 98 like he did against Pittsburgh and when he made his MLB debut. Like, he's a pitcher now. Mm-hmm. And that change-up curveball, ooh, deadly. Um, so I'll be curious to see what it is. I'm, I'm, like, very curious to see what his um, spin rates look like when he comes back because they mm-hmm. were a little down uh, in his first two starts. And when his stuff isn't there, like you can see what happens with the St. Louis game, he can get beat up. Uh, so I'll be paying close attention to, you know, kind of where his spin rates are for his changeup and his curveball. Because when he's locked in, he's, I mean, he's a top 10 pitcher in the league for sure. Do you think that he has like a very short leash in terms of innings? Like you think he's on an innings uh, limit or pitch it, pitching limit? Um, he should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, I was pretty. I was a pretty big proponent of going to a six-man rotation before Fetty had COVID, because uh, I think I think Fetty has earned the right to stay in the rotation, um, which is funny because he like kind of, he dipped at the beginning of the year, Jarrah spiked, mm-hmm. and now they're flip flopping. Yeah, uh, which is annoying. Just be consistent, the two of you. <laughs> um, I would I would have him on a pitch limit for sure. I would not let him go over 90 pitches. Uh, I think it's time. I think it's time we try to build him up 
and not just shove them back out there and say, you know, I need you to go 110 yeah. for seven innings. Yeah, no, there definitely should be a pitch limit. I mean, I, I agree with you on the six man rotation. I think that's a topic when maybe when Fetty gets back um, from this COVID thing, you know, I still, even Joe Ross, you know, his poor, his, you know, the, how he's dipping now. I still think that this team needs to have a six man rotation. Um, I think that, you know, especially with ages, you know, the age of some of the aces on the, on this team, like that, it, it will help them in the long run. So I, I, I think that, um, I think that might be something that Martinez should think about. And I think that I read somewhere that he is actually thinking about it. So I'm kind of glad. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it'll be interesting. You know, I think it always comes back to his curveball and changeup, right? If you go look at um, 2019 when he was dialed in, uh, the hard hit percentage off his changeup was only 14.4%. Mm-hmm. For an entire year, only 14% of the changeups he hit was actually barreled and hit, or not even barreled, hard, hard hit. So it has to be 95 miles an hour higher. Um, that's crazy. His curveball was only um, hit hard 23% of the time. But then you look at you know, his numbers so far this year and the changeup, I mean, it's only two starts, so it's minimum, but you know, 50% of his changeups have been hit 95% or harder or 95 miles an hour or harder. So like all this is to say, like it's there, but I would ease him in because like we, A, we need him and B, you know, we, he's just got to feel out these pitches. He's, he's not a guy that's going to come in and start throwing fastballs every single, every single pitch. Mm-hmm. And you can get away with that. But if you hang a curveball, hang him and bang him. I agree. It's going to be an interesting series. I'm really kind of excited to, you know, lock in and watch some more baseball, even though it's with this team. I'm excited to go back to Knox Park. It's my third time. Have you been back yet? Uh, nope. I'm 2,700 miles away. Oh, no. You have to go back. It's it's really cool. I really, I love, I real, I've, I've gone back twice already. Um, I'm bringing my family this time. I, it's just, it's just like the smells and everything. It's just like, Oh, I'm back home. Yeah, I would love to be back. I, I mean, I had season tickets for years, um, but living in Seattle, that's a little difficult. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be back when I travel back east, whenever that is. Yeah. Have you gone to any baseball games in Seattle yet or no? No, I haven't. Um, though I do have tickets for a game uh, in June. Okay. Uh, so I, I'll be going soon, but I've not been yet. Awesome. Um, they, they, I mean, the Mariners get no hit every other night these days, so maybe I'll go see a no hitter. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to do that. See a no hitter, Pat. It was awesome talking to you, catching up. Glad um, everything's great, and we'll uh, hopefully next time we talk have a some more positive positivity on the. Podcast. Sorry for being so negative. No, it's okay. It's there's nothing really positive to to talk about. <laughs> All right, buddy. See you later. Yeah.